The Diplomat with Thelma Ngobeni. Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to midday, Central African Time. Central African Time. The International Committee of the Red Cross, otherwise known as ICRC, had officially launched a new African Center for Medical Legal Systems in Pretoria yesterday. The ceremony is going to be followed by the first meeting of the International Organization Consortium on Justice and Medical Legal Capacity Building in Africa today and tomorrow. So today I'm joined on the line by Mr. Stephen Fonseca, who is going to tell us more about this. He is the manager at the African Center for Medical Legal Systems. Good day and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. But before we get into the details of these events that I've just spoken about, I would like to understand more what uh, the International Committee of the Red Cross does. What kind of work do you guys do? So the International Committee of the Red Cross is a humanitarian institution it's uh, over 150 years old and, and has, has many thousands of uh, employees working throughout the world on various humanitarian initiatives. Many people will know the ICRC as providing support, um, food support, uh, water and habitat rehabilitation. There's, uh, there's a number of field hospitals and, and various medical programs that we run, in, in, in particularly in areas of conflict and where there are affected populations that need that type of humanitarian support. So we're, put, we're, an, we're an institution that have many, many different types of programs, and the one program is the, is the forensics program and, and, and the, the, African Center for Humani- for, for the African Center for Medical Legal Systems uh, falls under the, the, um, cent- the, the missing person center. Of the RCRC. As you have mentioned that you are about 150 years old, so for more than 150 years, the ICRC Central Tracing Agency has been helping people separated from their loved ones. How is the success rate? So it, 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 with 150 years, we've certainly learned a lot uh, um, through, through various wars and a lot of conflict. We have a tracing program that, is, that, that exists in many, many countries to uh, re, uh, reconnect families from, uh, that have been separated from their loved ones. Uh, so it's, it's a program that we run across the world. It's very successful. The one challenge that, that we all have, as, does the, as do the authorities, is what happens when somebody actually passes away and the families cannot make that connection. And that's very much part of what the RCRC uh, Missing, Missing Person Center is looking at um, it, 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 it's a very difficult subject to talk about for, uh, for many people, but sadly for many thousands and thousands out there, it's a reality. Well, hundreds of unidentified bodies remain in morgues throughout the continent while communities affected by conflict, natural disasters and violence, as well as migration, live in constant despair of not knowing what happened to their loved ones. What role do you guys play in minimizing the anxiety that these people have? Yeah, this is an excellent question. So we, we do try to provide support to state authorities in their medical legal capacity building. So that's everything from looking at the justice system to looking at the various pathology services, the expertise that is needed in the forensic sciences departments and laboratories. We provide a lot of support in relation to that type of work. But what is unique about the ICRC is that we actually promote humanitarian forensic action. 
we, we recognize that not all forensic action needs to lead to a criminal case. A lot of the work that is done by forensic specialists in the field is actually humanitarian. It's to provide answers to families who have lost loved ones. It's to identify the dead. It's to restore family links. It's to restore public confidence in the authorities and, and to ensure that when there is a disaster, if there's conflict, or even when people are separated through migration, there is a realistic opportunity of loved ones finding, the, determining the fate and whereabouts of, the, of those people who are special to them. You have just launched the African Centre for Medical Legal Systems. What are the aims of this centre? So despite the fact that we're very happy with the 24 programs that we started to develop or that we, that we run across Africa, we started our program in 2015 in Africa. And like I say, we've, we, we've had the opportunity to engage with thousands of forensic practitioners, lawyers, judges, doctors, um, military personnel, police officers. Uh, We've really tried to build a network and we try to enhance the capacity of those practitioners out there. But the LCLC cannot work alone. Uh, You know, trying to improve the medical legal capacity of a country requires many, many different international organizations with various mandates. So one of the focuses of this center will be to actually collaborate with the regional and the international organizations and try to promote and empower states to adopt the legislation and policy, but also to ensure that the necessary infrastructure is there so that those dedicated professionals can ultimately carry out the work for affected victims and families. While the ICRC experts have been engaging for several years with state authorities and regional actors, the African Center for Medical Legal Systems is the first time the ICRC has established a dedicated center on the continent for deploying advisory services to enhance medical legal systems. How will it help you improve in terms of doing your work? So the, the big... Um the big push for the center is actually to promote, to promote the African expertise that already exists. So what we often see is we see a lot of international experts coming to Africa to provide support and expertise, when in fact the Africa continent does already have a lot of expertise. And so the Center for Medical Legal Systems wants to build and enhance that network, but also promote the African expertise that already exists so that we start relying on one another we rely less on other international sort of um, other international experts, and we really promote what Africa already has. I think that's really important for the centre, and that needs to be done through collaboration and also building a strong network and a stronger community, so that we know who is out there in Africa and how different different countries in Africa can rely on one each other, one one another for that expertise and support. What kind of support do you offer to families that are awaiting answers for medical legal systems? So yeah, this is a and this is a very um, it's a, it's always very sad when families are left just in, with tremendous anxiety and, and what we sometimes call ambiguous loss. They don't know if their loved one is alive or dead. They don't know where to actually find out information. And so what the RCRC does is work with the authority to make, to ensure that missing persons reports can be taken, that, that police officers and other authorities and other groups are accessible to families so that at least they can make the report and that that report can work its way through a, in a very systematic way to the, the, the medical legal authorities so that if there is someone deceased in the mortuary, at least there's comparable information. 
this is going to take some time to develop over the over the countries uh, over a number of countries countries in Africa, but there is already a well-established system that can be replicated, and we try to promote the systematic response so that more and more families are not left just waiting, that at least they can participate in this process and they have a stronger potential of actually finding their loved one alive or deceased. So today and tomorrow you are hosting the first meeting of the International Organization Consortium on Justice and Medical Legal Capacity Building in Africa. Tell us more about it. What is it that you guys are going to discuss? So the, the, the first step is the very first meeting. So I think what, what we realized is we need to collaborate better with a lot of the international agencies and organizations. This meeting is really for us to all lay our programs on the table. We have 14 different international agencies that have agreed to, to, to sit for two days and really talk about what it is that we do, what our mandates are, where we actually can align, how we can participate in joint trainings or joint infrastructural programs so that we're not duplicating efforts um, so that we can really target where, where the gaps are in the medical legal system and we can really talk about how to become a, a more of a consortium so that we can influence policy and we can actually really work towards concrete measures on the ground. If we're all working independently, it, it's very fragmented and it doesn't really have a massive impact on the system itself. We can, you know, we can empower individuals, but that's not really going to change the system. So I think collectively it's important for us now in the first meeting to develop a strategy so that we can work towards a more collective approach to to medical legal system capacity building. Thank you so much for having made time to speak to us this morning. We wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the time.